0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Pet coverage not available in New Hampshire and North Carolina. Well, hello, hello,
1: hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I had told you earlier in the week that we were going to have a special guest. I wouldn't reveal who it was, but I did tell you it was going to be draft-related. I have Ian Wharton on, and Ian sent me his draft guide, which you all need to go get, a couple days ago, and I've been glued to it. And Ian... Great to have you. Tell people what you're doing, and then I want to talk about your guide a little bit, too.
0: Hey, thanks, Matt. I really appreciate being able to come on. Um, right now, you know, I've been working with Bleach Report for, for the last couple of years, and this past season, I was lucky enough to be on the uh, NFL 1000 series oh. under Ian Kenyon and, and uh, Doug Ferrar, and that was really a great experience. I was covering the cornerbacks, uh, with one of my friends, uh, Kyle Posey, uh, we were switching AFC and NFC corners for half the year. So it uh, was a really great experience. Corners are, are something that I've kind of taken near and dear to my heart, uh, just kind of through my experiences. And so that was great to be able to to evaluate them, grade them on a weekly basis. Um, and right now we're full draft mode. Ever since the Super Bowl has ended, we've been looking at free agency a little bit, but it's really been eyes on the draft and, and pumping out some articles for them and really focusing on my draft guide. So it's been busy. It's, you know, that's a great part of the NFL season is that it's always busy. And uh, that's why, partially why I love it. I'm sure it's why a lot of people love it.
1: Oh, no doubt. And would you say you're more of an NFL, a pro scout or a college scout? Or 50-50 or, you know, do you lean one way or um,
0: the other? Yeah, I'd probably say at this point it's more 50-50. Um, I got into the industry more for like the college Uh, scouting I went to Ashland University as a as an undergrad and then uh, University of Houston as my master so yeah I've been both places I really tried to get into uh, the scouting aspect and working with those programs and meeting with pro scouts and and learning from those coaching staffs as well as much as I possibly could although they're you know they're pretty tied up with with other things but uh, you know you work with those staffs and and you know that benefits you in terms of looking at college players, not only just for entertainment, but also for the pro aspect of scouting them. And so that was really my passion when I got involved with, with writing about football. Uh, But, you know, Different avenues kind of came up and and got involved with the NFL. And so during the season, I'm about 85 to 90 percent NFL. And then as the week kind of goes on, usually around like Thursday or Friday, I try to focus on like the quarterbacks at the collegiate level. And I try to chart all of their passes. And so um, it's too much for me to handle. Much more than that, the quarterbacks are <laughs> really keep your is. hands full. Yeah, yeah, it is. So, um, yeah, you know, off season though, I, I tend to look more at the college guys. So, uh, try to keep it fresh, and and it you know there's enough football to go around if you do it that way.
1: Well, I'm much more pro than college, so I very much appreciate these guides, and you know I do what I can, but I'm always swimming upstream to catch up with the draft, um, especially after free agency hits. But I wanted to commend you on your guide because it's great information but unlike some of them it's not overly wordy you know you can you can learn a lot about a prospect in 2 minutes you know i mean as opposed to you know, reading a novel about these guys and i think much you know many of the people in my audience would really appreciate that fact i mean not everyone like you and i um, you know some of these people have real jobs. <laughs> they don't have time to you know, read all this stuff. So you know the, it doesn't compromise the the product of the information at all, but it's really concise and well written and tells you a lot in a you know a short amount of time. How can people get I appreciate
0: it that? Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. That was really one of my big goals, actually, with this guide. So I made one two years ago when I was doing just football full time. Um, At this point, I'm a little bit more distracted. I've got some other things going on. Um, But that guide was a beast. Like that thing was multiple gigabytes as far as size i had like full-length scouting report pages and as people can see on this if you go to my site uh, draftcentric.weebly.com uh, i do offer a free sampler that's going to be up in case you know oh. you want to learn out more kind of see oh like what kind of scouting reports are these you'll see it's in like you said it, it's concise it's to the point i tried to cut out a lot of the jargon um i think as analysts sometimes we kind of get wrapped up in what we're doing and, you know, we get used to hearing these certain terms and we don't necessarily uh, sit down, step back and say, okay, what does that actually mean? And, and does, you know, Joe in Cleveland, know that? Does he understand that term? And it's just a matter of exposure. Sometimes you're just exposed to these terms and then you just use them off the top of your head. And and it doesn't mean anything um, to anyone on the other end. And so I, I stepped back and I said, okay, let me just describe what I'm seeing. Let me project it to the NFL. Let's keep it clear. Let's keep it easy you read this and then you ha- you've got my take on it. So, um, you know, you can find this over at draftcentric.weebly.com. It's going to be for sale, um, April 1st, that morning, that Saturday morning, nice. uh, as soon as you purchase it, it gets emailed directly to your inbox. So it's really cool as far as how that works. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad to hear that that's your takeaway because that was one of the big things that I wanted to do in this guide as opposed to my last guide, which was very verbose. And, and I think it could have been very overwhelming for some.
1: I could see that. And, uh, you certainly accomplished that goal, but let, let's talk players. You know, I mean, that's why you're here is to, is to teach some people out there with your thoughts and scanning your guide and being glued to it the last couple of days. There are some people that you have, you know, strong opinions, positive or negative on that are contrary to the beliefs out there. And I wanted to start, and you don't have to tell people your ranks. I mean, you don't need to pull back the curtain that much. But these top four quarterbacks, I'm curious how you view them, strengths, weaknesses, um, Uh, Without revealing too much, you have a very interesting look on it.
0: Yeah. So I actually don't mind, um, going a little bit more in depth on it. Um, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm pretty transparent with, with my process and, and kind of what I'm looking at here. Obviously the top four, the big four in this year's class, I think are universally recognized by, by most, sure. um, Patrick Mahomes from Texas tech Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame, Mitchell Trubisky from, uh, from Notre Dame. By the way, I hate that he goes by Mitchell now. Yeah, Mitch Trubisky that? just, it worked so well. It was so quick and concise and now it's Mitchell, and it's just it's throwing me off. Like I was <laughs> uh, just <laughs> like I, I respect the man's decision, but go by Mitch, please. And uh, then you got Deshaun Watson from Clemson, obviously. Um, so that's actually my order. I, I have Mahomes, Kaiser, Trubisky, Watson. If we're looking at it wow. in a strictly numerical grading tier, which I do feature that in my guide, but I do think that that's somewhat somewhat of a flawed method. Um, I don't think that. Averaging, see, I average about 15 traits into one cumulative grade um, at the end. And I think that that helps and that can kind of uh, be useful as far as comparing prospects. But when I look at these players as individuals, I came away with I think I can build a successful offense with each of these four players. And so it's now starting to fit situation, coaching staff, strengths and weaknesses into the next level, what it means for their immediate success, what it means for their three-year success, and what it means for their hopefully longer-term success if they have the opportunity to, to continue their development. And so Mahomes um, and Kaiser, to me, are my two favorite quarterbacks inherently and I will admit this my bias is going to be more towards big play quarterbacks guys who can stretch the field vertically um, more traditional passers as far as creating inside the pocket buying some time avoiding the rush keeping their eyes downfield and hitting those big plays because ultimately the point of the game is to score points and outscore your opponent so a quarterback to me at least and again this is my bias a quarterback who gives you the best chance to do that has more value and a little bit more upside as far as creating a great team. Um, you look at like Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees; they give you more margin for error for building your team. Uh, as, as far as the, uh, if you miss on a pick, you know it may not hurt you as bad if you're. Uh, Green Bay compared to Washington Redskins, who with Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is a very fine quarterback, but he's not really that transcendent quarterback where he's going to overcome really difficult situations and still be uh, a stellar quarterback. He may be that player in time, but to this point, I think he's been a little bit more closer to average. And again, that's not a knock. It's just the yeah. reality of. Yeah, exactly. It's who he is. So and Along those me, lines,
1: Ian, I apologize for interrupting, but Kansas City fans hate me because I'm so rough on Alex Smith. But yeah. Daniel Jeremiah always says, he has, he's got a saying, him and Bucky, when they're talking about quarterbacks are either the truck or the trailer. You know, if you look at the 18-wheeler, you're either carrying the team or you need the team to carry you. And I think you're looking at a Kaiser, and especially a Mahomes, as the locomotive. You know, Aaron Rodgers is the locomotive. Air, you know, Alex Smith, Andy Dalton, Cousins, they're the trailer.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, I totally agree with that, and that's why for me, Mahomes and Kaiser, both big downfield passers, guys that just, like I said, avoid the rush, and really that's what stood out to me, and you'll see in my guide, I've got some accuracy charts, and I chart situational football, uh, specifically on third and fourth downs. These two were the strongest performers on third and fourth down, and then if you look at their red zone stats, they were also the best in the red zone. So to me, you're looking at money downs. These guys are making big time throws, big, difficult decisions, and they're not backing down from the moment and you have to kind of be careful with some of like the the college winner uh, mentality and and it's not a knock against Deshaun Watson but if you look at all-time college passing records and for winning records that doesn't really translate well to the NFL and I think that that reflected and kind of hurt my stance on Trubisky and Watson although I think you can build a good offense with them to me these are more like the Andy Dalton Ryan Tannehill-type quarterbacks where you really need to have a strong surrounding cast around these guys. These guys have to have big-time help to be successful, um, at least as far as like the playoffs, Super Bowl. If that's going to be our goal, we need to make sure we are constantly investing around them, just like the Redskins have done around Kirk Cousins. Um, You talk about Washington. Look at the state of their defense. It's not a great defense, but they still had to take a first-round wide receiver last year because Kirk Cousins is not going to really overcome a more mediocre group. So I think Trubisky and Watson can be very fine players um, in that scope. As long as the expectations are within that, then you can probably build a very successful team. And again, Kansas City was a great example of that too. Uh, but, Kaiser but like and said Mahomes,
1: earlier, it's just, there's so much less room for error with those type of guys. You can't screw up.
0: For sure. For sure. But And then we also have to look at it from the scope of the coaching staff. A coaching staff is going to be more drawn to those guys, maybe because of a quote-unquote higher floor. Um, so Deshaun Kaiser, he's had some issues with his confidence throughout his career. We saw it this past year with Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly just dogged him in the media. It was pulling him in and out of games, and his plays sort of suffered because of that. An NFL coaching staff might look at that and say, eh, we're not interested in a guy like that. We want an irrational confidence guy like Deshaun Watson, who's going to be confident no matter the moment. And I think that there's something to that. I think that is a very valid thing. But you'd also look at Watson and say, well, he's probably not going to be much worse than average, even in a worst case scenario. Even though he may not be much better either, he might help us keep a job, a la Andy Reid, for six to ten years. And ultimately, from their prerogative, they'd rather be employed for 10 years, drawing that check and being probably moderately to to very successful, as opposed to maybe Deshaun Kaiser, which maybe you could look at Blake Bortles and say, well, if he bombs out in his first three or four years, then I'm out of a job.
1: Yeah, been there. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just the way it goes. But yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I, I very much am a believer in quarterbacks of... I don't want to be in quarterback purgatory. I don't want to be where the the Texans have been the last, you know, handful of years and the Shobbs and because they're not good enough to ever get you the the next guy, you know, I mean, you you never end up picking in the top five, but you make the playoffs and you're out. And, you know, I mean, I think Bengals ownership is fine with that and, but I would not be, I mean, if I, if I was an NFL exec for 40 years and I drafted eight quarterbacks early, and I only hit on four or five of them, but I hit big, I'm cool with that, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: Okay. Um, We can talk about those guys forever, and I would love to. (laughs) But two running backs that you have a very strong take on are Marlon Mack and Joe Mixon. And uh, what Mixon did was was abhorrent, but we're not going to talk about that. I don't care. I want to talk about the player.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. And obviously, we, we have to take that. His situation is just sort of unique, not entirely unique, because the NFL has these guys generally every year. Um, but if you look at the on-field talent to me, it just everything that he does as far as how he moves, which to me is a very important thing, uh, what I look at is traits. Uh, the skills are important, but ultimately the traits make the skills possible to make the production possible. Um, everything that he does as far as his movement and the way that he controls his body the way that he manipulates defenders, is at a very high level. He plays fast, but he plays with purpose, and he plays smart. So everything that he's doing is not only setting up the defender right in front of him, he's setting up that next defender behind him for another move, and then he's also looking at the next guy after that as soon as he executes that first move. So he's a very intelligent football player. What he did at the Combine? or I'm sorry, not the combine, the pro day also reaffirmed what what I saw on film. What I saw on film was an explosive athlete who can run inside, he can run outside. He can, he is a fantastic receiver and he's a guy that probably needs some more work in his pass protection. Um, but he wasn't always exposed to those situations with Samaje Perrine also in that backfield. Uh, but he has the physical tools to do it. It's really a matter of effort. And I think that that's something that Almost every collegiate running back needs to work on. Um, What I'm really looking at is how explosive is he and how is he affecting the passing game. And he is extremely high in both of those regards. Um, So he is actually my number four overall player on my big board. Um, My number one running back in an impressive running back class. Um, Mixon, I think, will be an, an instant star. And I, I compared him to Edger and James um, to kind of give. And, and more of that is not necessarily just like a talent level, although I think he is close to that talent level, uh, but really a stylistic view. I think that this is a, just a dynamic player who can make make it work in pretty much any situation he goes to. You hear um, Le'Veon
1: Bell and David Johnson a lot as how he could be used.
0: Yeah, and I try to be a little bit more modest sometimes sure. um, with my comps. The Le'Veon Bell. I'll compare comp, him to I Jim Brown it.
1: or O.J. Simpson. I mean, people do that kind of stuff all the time. <laughs> let's compare Mahomes to Favre. You are know, like let's dial it back a little.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like maybe similar, but you also need to offer a downside to that too because, <laughs> right. you know, ultimately a lot of these guys don't necessarily reach that full potential. But uh, but yeah, Mixon's dynamic, you do I, – I will admit you do see a lot of Le'Veon Bell in him at times the way that he is just – he waits for that hole to open and how he can just dart right through it and then again uses that patience and that manipulative ability. It's, it is rare. It's it's hard to find that at the collegiate level. Um, even at the NFL level, there's only a handful of guys doing it. So, Especially um, size. I tried to. Oh, and that's, yeah, I mean 6'1", 226. Right. It's just he is the total package uh, for the position. Now, I will say I still liked Ezekiel Elliott a little bit more last year. Um, but I thought Zeke, one, he was a, an elite pass blocker. He was a great run blocker, too, when Ohio State used him like that. But he's in the same realm. And, I, you know, I wouldn't argue.
1: Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928 to 10-9 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928 to 10-1. Selections vary by store while supplies last.
0: Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.